Nursery Rhymes for Children of Darkness, published September 1928, and particularly for Betty Bedwell. Note, the manuscript volume which received the Manuscript Poetry Book Award did not include Of Mary Magdalene, but so integral a part of the dark religion are the idea and psychology involved that it is beyond my will to omit the poem from this series. Therefore, please consider, my readers and critics, the meritoriousness of Mary as a matter of my own private opinion. The judges of the contest will be seeing her with you for the very first time. Gladys Oaks. Religion for Children of Darkness. Judas meditates about the Christ. His hands are smiling as his fingers move, frail women's hands that smile like women's eyes. Back of him are the pillars of the trees, back of the trees the pillars of the skies. He never prays in temples. There are lies and candled altars, and the walls of stone would wall his words that widen in the sun till they have teeth and fingers of their own. His words are men, a thousand mighty men, an army shouting that he is a god, armies with trumpets rising at a word until we wave before him, gravely mad. O oh God, if only he were not so kind, if men might be as cornstalks, not to squirm, if we might worship as the cornstalks blow. It is his kindness makes man a worm, makes a man a worm. His Godhead is a thing of insolence. I, who have known the soul's indignity, wife stolen, shrewder men who cheated me, cringe like a girl beneath the whips, his pity. He stands above the cripples, arrogant, bent men to straighten worms. He brings the dead back from the places where their life was sent and makes it crawl before his feet instead. And sometimes when I see him standing there with fire growing from his head like hair, all his skin flashing in a bright white flare, I know he is not Christ, but Lucifer. I know he is the angel of the day grown subtle in the hotter fires of hell and come to trick us of our strength. We fall from manhood now as once from heaven he fell. How can I fight this pity and this love? Would God use these to cow and dwindle men? I, who have learned to move erect and calm, become a Jew and beat my breast again. I, who have preached in jibes and felt the warm, sharp dripping when they spat and faced them, proud. What anguish to learn that and be a Jew. What fury to be broken now and bowed. If I could take a handful of this mud, good mud alone would rob his prayers of spell. This honest yellow mud more natural than grain or light or flowers or a bell. If I could throw it, but I cannot, mud to splatter the white flashing of his face. I know that it would soil the trees, the skies, this generation and the next, the race. A little handful of this honest mud.
Salome to the dead John. What visions were there in that stony hole that all your spirit's lust should be enticed, and all the passions of your aching blood should waste upon the empty bones of Christ? Did you not know the white flames of my breasts held statelier visions, and your body's sword could pierce me deeper with life's holiness than all the spurious fire of the Lord? They feared you as your words, like smoke, came up from out the mouth of rock that was your hole. Eaten with vermin lean, with sleeplessness, you preached them to them of your immortal soul. We too, upon a couch of sky-swept earth, your thin brown body for my covering, were prayers of flesh so bright and passional we could have known no dread nor evil thing. But you would not... With starving you were filled too full, and hatred, so you must deny the gift of love. For this I had you killed, and now I burn no longer, and can die. Theus to her saint. Can I not tempt you with my lips, full of a fragrant, redly lighted wine? My breasts are firm white plums, my fingertips are subtle and my madness has a shine. Your body is so lonely and unloved, my mouth would cover it with kisses, less that I should feel the fury and be moved than that your breath forget its loneliness. No bonds, my saint, only a single night, a night for you to pray and to adore, a night to curse, a time of such delight that dreams hide in your pillow evermore. You, who are virgin, yet are so impure, I can tear down the dark walls of your shame, cleanse you with passion, teach you to endure the ecstasies no saint would dare to name. Then I shall know the blood beneath your skin, shall learn the hidden secrets of your eyes, and you will bear my image deep within your veins until your life gives way and dies. Sappho to the maiden, Athos. Yours are the subtle graces and the subtle powers, the glow that comes from flowing, easy strength. It is time for you to go. Quote, Your mind can cut through the thoughts of men as in the morning the crow of the cock cuts through the edge of sleep. It is meet that you should go. Your lips have the taste of apples, your body is true as the bow and as swift as the wing-tipped arrow. I shall miss you when you go. Go and play with the statesman till your arms are his only peace. For a while it may amuse you to rule the ways of Greece. Go, madden a philosopher, gracious limbs and thoughts like steel. Stamp your vision on the world, use him as your seal. Go, feed an artist with longings till his genius becomes your fame, a new school first, then a classic lyrical with your name. And have no pity upon them, they would not have pity for you. If they die of their love, they are weaklings. If they live, they will learn something new. And when power is singing through you, till all your blood is a song, come, fulfill yourself on my bosom. You will not be gone too long. End quote. 
of Mary Magdalene. Six strong feet going up the Mount of Olives to the beat of a bird's voice, to music from a tree. So gay with the youth of men young almost no longer, boy Judas, boy Christ, and the girl between them, me. The sun and the pool make a mirror for Esther. Rub your hair with lemon rinds along the palm-strewn beach. Leia polishes her toenails till they glow like brookstones. Rub your hair with lemon rinds, for tonight Christ will preach. Oh, why does Jesus rebuke the way of lovers with talk of penitence and sin, talk of adultery? He blesses joy in beasts, but in people only sadness. Oh, I would not sell my body for a silver apple tree. I have not sold my body since his voice hid my weakness. As morning covers up the dark, his voice hid my fears. His voice stayed the stones. His voice stilled my heartbeats. And he stroked my bended throat like a child of 14 years. For Judas, my body is like a lamp at midnight. My naked white body is light among the leaves. Like a flame along the ground, my fingers at his armpits. Drums far away till the trumpet cleaves. I have not sold my body, but I gave it to Judas for love. The loveliest of all that I have known except the voice of Christ, like sunshine plunging into darkness. How could I think Christ hated love? The spirit hate its own? My lover's kisses heal me as a rain heals the parched ground after a summer, a lifetime of drought. As water feeds a stem, Judas holds me in safety. There is lightning in his fingertips and thunder in his mouth. I did not know Christ needed me till one day on the mountain. Birds' songs and air were one deep, moveless heat. He named the blessed, the penitent, the tame and the spent ones, and I knew what Jesus hid and the God that I must meet. Oh, Esther was there with her hair so sweetly plaited, and Martha was there with such willing, upturned eyes. But only I have skill enough, and only I dare know him, for the love of many unloved men has made me wise. He cannot believe in God. He has not power for it. He prays against oblivion, he prays against the night, but there is a trueness in him and a trueness in his Godhead, and he lifts the fears of others as a wing is raised for flight. I have a silver girdle that was given me at Athens, for Judas, my white body like a lamp among the leaves, by Primus the patrician with a floating skirt of chiffon of a color like a burning till the trumpet cleaves. I can see him in those nights on his shaken bed of grasses, after upraised hands have fallen, blessings granted, supper over, when the terror grips his tendons as a forest is wind-shaken. Athenians call it impotence. Is this his godhead's mother? I have teased those men to madness who are starving but unhungered, and there is no pleasure in it but the pleasure of your skill. A skirt of burning chiffon with the flesh like smoke just under and shaken breasts above. Judas, nude against the hill. O Judas, Judas, save me, or I shall have to serve him. Your dark, hot hair like black, thin vines that crawl against your sides. The thick, black hair upon your chest, a wildwood in a jungle. Your arms like gentle horses where a child Mary rides. 
but I love the spirit of him more than I love your body, more than your mouth of thunder, the morning of his voice, more than your love, sweet healing, the deep, dark healing of him, the devious for the impure. Is it a harlot's choice? And his hands will beat like surf upon air that stings like star- sharp stones. He shall call my name with gods on the cracking, upturned night. His teeth will chatter with his joy, his eyes be torn with passion, ecstasy for terror, darkness covered up with light. I shall have a little hut with him, and olive trees and aloes, for only half a god is Jesus healed of such a woe. And perhaps he'll have a red-haired child and bless unholy lovers, O Judas, my beloved, your arms before I go. Nursery Rhymes for Children of Darkness First Rhyme A finger of flesh, a finger of bone, the fire must be fed. There is no more wood to kindle the sun, there's no more beauty for anyone, and all must die when the light is dead. A finger of flesh, a finger of bone, the fire must be fed. Buy me a star, oh, buy me a moon, the fire must be fed. The sun is black in the creeping dawn, foul beasts are going where fair have gone. My fingers are ashes, my skin is shed. Buy me a star, oh, buy me a moon, the fire must be fed. A heart will not burn, for a heart sell me wood, the fire must be fed. The earth is ice and the sky is stone. My fingers are ashes. Oh, buy me a moon. My tears are wet. Give me splinters instead. My heart will not burn. For a heart, sell me wood. The fire must be fed. A Maiden's Skipping Song There is always a blight on life's beautiful cheek. Perfection I seek. Perfection I seek. The vase hides a crack, and my heart shields a leak. Perfection I seek, perfection I seek. There is no man on earth I can love without rue, so I'm never quite true, never quite true. Night Song You who have been so mad till madness was done, you hardly breathe, So quiet with love you lie, so still in my arms that my arms and the stillness are one. We are lost to the world while space moves silently. Your hand on my skin is the first tree ever to break the ground. In my hair your lips are the first faint stars in the first dark sky. From the earth's deep body is shaken the first dim sound as your heart sways against me the first voice, shiningly. River Song Where have you gone, my lover? Where have you gone? I would bathe in your flesh like a river, in your deeps till I drown. I would bathe in your flesh like a river which shadows the moon. I would swim in the moon of your river, in your shelter till dawn. On my face in great handfuls of water, in my mouth, running down all my body with fingers of water, creeping into my bone. 
Draw me in, draw me deeper and deeper till my loose breath is shaken. Now the light crumbles fast. Wash me over, drown me now, or I waken. Or I waken alone on the river in a chill of my own. Let me be as the moon in your shelter. Do not leave me alone. To the Harvest 1. Love should make babies in the early fall and women feel them warmly in December like fleecy covers. Spring should see them swell with other buds. In the maternal summer the ground of flesh be bursting with its trees, river, di rivers disgorging from full-bosomed hills. Honeyed with labor as the plentied bees, summer itself such women, flushed in ease where fruit falls, winds lean high and all fulfills. 2. Yes, there is surely Godhead in the stroke of human minds beyond humanity, in brave skin fellows who take no rebukes from flesh, aloneness, men, though they must be, surviving manhood with mere consciousness, vanquishing manhood to nobility. 3. But there is Godhead, too, in commonness, Digging in women gone beyond caress, lost men find Godhead too, in commonness. 4. Yes, there is Godhead too in commonness. Men find it digging in the fields of women and women in their own familiar flesh, from the slow hand that makes loam of their skin, from bladed eyes that turn the ground, from fresh gusts of the plow and from the robust bloom. 5. When babies stir in March, the spring's first rain patters and chuckles in the budded womb. The tingling roots have wrought the vital flume, the thousand roots whose growing brought no pain. 6. For of the gentleness we're rich with knowing, nothing at all is gentle quite as these, a rooted flower or a fetus growing. Nowhere such downward power, such upward ease. 7. All pregnant wives are broken earths grown whole, but happiness swells best from new October. The woman, sun, and season are at full when love has done its planting in the fall and bodies hotly bare in ripe of summer. Climax. I had thought that I could sleep after I had kissed his mouth with its sharply haunting corners and it's red. But now that he has kissed me, a stir is in my blood, and I want to be awake instead. <coughs> Interval. I pray he may not speak of love, but lie quite still, so that I feel each movement of his life until his straying hair upon my cheek like sparks uncurled, his breath, his smell, his radiance become my world. Wingless. I cannot make my body dance, for it has limbs, poor sturdy things that stalk and prance and mock the song. Four lines about Thomas. Adventures came, 
and left him wearier, until adventure seemed itself a sham, until he said, quote, the search is drearier than being lonely, being what I am, end quote. The Exemplary Lady She crowded years into days, she crowded lifetimes into years, she made her life a firework and sparks fell from her eyes like tears. She ate the glittered fruits of flame and took the madness in her blood. Enormous fears like monsters came to seek her when they wished to brood. Her mind became a carousel that went too fast and went again. People and horses in a wheel tramped through the circle of her brain. She died some years before her time, a doctor's prize at 43, proving that years of splendid crime wake even physiology. Of a rebel. And after Lucifer had cast out heaven and all the dreams of sun walked from his eyes, and both his eyes were black with roaming thunder, it's easy to relate of paradise. But what of hell? What more to do, black Lucifer? What further fight than God, and what release greater than angels in a tale of heaven? At last, in hell, were you compelled to peace? Testament To hold a moving shadow in a word, prison a climax in a swing of time, to still a motif that the heart has heard and make it sing forever in a rhyme, to gather all earth's lights that are sublime into one warmly radiant sun-like phrase, honest and clear and fierce and without praise. Summary. And for my breath, what have I now to show? A song that winds its discords into tune, more beautiful for that, a shriveled moon dimmed by pursuing suns, a love or two, dear bodies that were never strong nor true enough to hold my dreams, light gone too soon to give my mind a lantern of its own, a swift defiance learning to be slow. Maternalia I must wash my body in rose water and creep to where it lies, to where he lies. I must bathe my lips in fragrant dawn that I may kiss his eyes. I must make the beat of me into wine that he may drink of light and calm the flutter beneath my breast that his pillow be smooth and white. For the man I love is a tired man, tired by night and by day, and his and weariness of all the world is hard to charm away. My tenderness, warm as the down of wings, will wrap around him and depart. I must make my touch so soft, so light, that my fingers may stroke his heart. Cosmic. Your body is a slender ivory vase, holding the precious liquid of your life. Seething with joy of me, your spirit plays and spills one burning drop so do the skies spill lightning when the day is passionate. Another cosmic. 
How strong and manly Rupert is by day, the self-sufficient male in all his might. Assured and sleek he goes his envied way, but how he moans and whimpers in the night. He lays his heavy head between the slight and patient breasts of her who is his wife to heal his dreams and to refresh his life. Men come to women to renew their strength so they may strut and boast upon the morrow and settle the world's business, and at length, weeping and hurt, come home again to borrow. And women, though they know too well the sorrow and pain and failure that it takes to live, always can find a little more to give. A Marriage Oh boy, why do we grovel in this pain, you in your corner, I alone in mine, in that futility which comes to men and women who can neither quite combine nor quite untangle in the bitter light that bound their bones together all the night? Why do we violate ourselves again? Each of us self-imposed as a machine which, though its hundred wheels so madly turn, each a heart dervish dancing stands alone like two machines that violently spin but cannot move in that way or in this ecstasy grasped in a paralysis. When so much outrage men must know from men, why do we violate our love again? The Ballad of Yellow Hair and Red Beard Yellow hair and red beard, where are you thundering with a devil in your manner and a promise in your eye, so that every girl who looks at you is shuddering and hungering, and every man who sees you pass is sick and sore and shy? Yellow hair and red beard, where are you slumbering? And tell me, have you found a girl that pleased you more than I? When my breast's a shaken pillow and warm for your comforting, you seek another woman in your darkness. Tell me, why? I was standing all alone beside my husband's jeweled castle and smiling at the thought of all the lovers that were mine. When I looked at you, I knew my heart was virgin yet a candle, a still unlighted candle that was kindling with your shine. Yellow hair and red beard, surely you remember how you looked at me until your eyes did service for your lips. And I seemed to feel your breathing, seemed to hear your body's tremor, seemed to know your nervous fingers on my breasts and on my hips. My husband was the proudest man in all that prideful county, and he was proudest of three things, the wife he called his mate, the splendid subtle palace he had built to hold her beauty, and most of all, beyond his peers, he was sophisticate. Yellow hair and red beard, you sat with them at dinner, the gay young men, the suave young men, the clever men I knew. Your manners were too crude for them, too brilliant like your color, and the sharpness of your wit made all their banter seem untrue. My husband had known many, many girls before he met me. He made an art of love, and as an artist, he was great. And so he plowed my madness till it blossomed with strange fancies, and I learned to tease my passion, and I grew sophisticate. Yellow hair and red beard, remember how you wooed me, your knees that bent the grasses as you prayed me come away. For you were virgin then, you could not bear to love and share me. How well you wooed, strange hurried words I wanted you to say. And after I would creep to feel those grasses on my body, green grass, not fine as yellow hair, but near my eager lips. And in the castle I would dance so brightly men would seek me with a tremor as of fire in their shaken fingertips. 
Yellow hair and red beard, what could I do but follow who was followed and am followed by the glamour of your face? You were my virgin husband when I first grew tired of wisdom. You too will meet a virgin with that splendid, maddened grace. And was it in a cave we lived, or was it on a mountain, or was it in a mansion, or underneath a hill? For all that I remember is the safety of your body and the sounds of your passion uttered when the night was very still. Your yellow hair would curve in golden strands around my fingers, your fire beard would redden all the whiteness of my cheek, and your words were red and yellow, gold and fire in the silence, stilled and waiting I would listen for the beauty when you'd speak. And all that I remember are the white slopes of your body and the shadow gold that sparkled like a kiss upon your skin. And all that I remember, all that I ever shall remember in this lover whom I could not hold, though he was mine to win. Yellow hair and red beard, the moments that I taught you until you stole away to teach adventure that you knew. Adventure shaped like black-haired girls and girls with swaying bodies until you meet the virgin who will teach you how to rue. And I have built a palace of a brick that is like sunshine, with great grave rooms and merry rooms like dreams that I have known. So when your virgin leaves you, come and share my palace with me, for we may be together then, when you are all alone. Kinsmen for Children of Darkness The Roman his eyes appall good people with their chill of frozen dreams. His soul is deadly wise. Unceasing movement lurks within the still and sleepless depths of his unwinking eyes. Once long ago, his brave young spirit strained to look into the hard and flashing light which severed all his visions. Thus he gained the power and the blankness which is sight. And so he is a stoic. He has form, his manners may know grace, his skin be warm, and blasted wills and heart are not quite nice, though his vitals freeze to snow and ice. And he whose greatest pride is to be proud will laugh because he must not weep aloud. Elizabethan Gentlemen Eight men in one, and every man a knave, and every man a saint. Swiftest in fight with legs as well as sword, A drunkard brave who could outlast the best, A silken knight, a lover quick as spring, A bow to shine at court or brothel, And a pirate able, a poet with new worlds in every line, A guest who finds a feast at every table, Bringing high dreams from swilling, Leaving church alight with satire, Learning hallowed prayer from giggling harlots, Needing not to search for rich adventures, waiting everywhere. Looking unshocked at life, finding it good, hard as itself, living it as he would. Philosopher at 40. Frustration greets him from his mirrored eye. He bows to it and says, quote, serenity is mine. Of twisting passions I am free, and all the winds that blow have passed me by. Where winds are not, fire will also die, and shadows will no more grow tall and sway across my mind to steal my little day. Loosed from desire, thoughts may laugh and fly. 
Within the moveless light I stand alone, myself as still and knowing as the light, and all about me living takes a tone of deeper being, clear and strangely bright. End quote. Frustration greets him from his mirrored eye. He bows to it and says, Serenity. A study in frustrations. The old man stands and chatters through his gums, words, and saliva. Little gusts of pain blow through the phrases. Eyes that search for crumbs. Ears that are starved for praise. And then again, these words, those eager words. When I was young, all lives are sentimental in the end. The great would taste my name upon their tongue and roll it over. Proud to call me friend. The old man chatters on. His sentences warm the thin blood like whiskey. All the tired hours forgotten, all the lean, slow days. When I was young, drunk with the claws, inspired. Under the boasts, he feels our pity. So it was when he was young. He knows we know. Eva and Haley. His weighted head lay still upon her knees until she heard the quivers of his blood, and how she loved him for her pity, hers, hers for her mercy, owning all his need. She stared until his face was blurred, his lips waved in her eyes like smoke, until his brain was hers to soothe, she felt her fingertips loose from his mind the precious stream of pain. She brooded, and the man became a world and all the world a sad and beaten child. An ecstasy came loose in her, uncurled from throat and breast. She stroked his hair and smiled. Her smile as big as God's when he is human. Oh, pitied men are beautiful to women. The Gravedigger A spark of ghostly dust, a lighted moat in dark and silent spaces, Thus I live. The force pulls downward, downward I must float. Like tortured arms, my pulses wrench and strive. The stars are but the eyeballs of the dead, the winds their curling fingers. Years have grief to wear hearts thin and brittle, crisp and hard, so death may crush them like a sapless leaf. As the dust whirls within the hollow breast, life blows between the empty bones of death blows her motes downward in a great unrest until they shine and call her winds their breath. A world is but a moat waiting to die, floating between great ribs of looming sky. Anatole France at 80. A tired vulture nibbles at the bleak flesh it thought ageless, now so thin and cold. Warm liquid flesh that used to thrill its beak. The vulture starves, Prometheus has grown old. What good blood once, what heady blood to quaff, what flavor and what double inspiration to eat, and how Prometheus could laugh, that laugh was fire to a generation. Prometheus is old. No bitter noise of fire turns Jove's thunder glib and faint. A titan's lips have learned a martyr's poise, the sweet and silly smiling of a saint. 
A generation shivers. From its pain, a generation laughs and lights again. The Egotist's Sonnet. I need not bind my heart with brass nor steel, my brain with dogmas and heroic lies. The mightiest hours falter and reveal themselves to those who look with honest eyes. I wish no glamoured helmet for my head to shield me with its noble pageantry, the marching colours of the blazoned dead reflecting wonder everywhere for me. Bright armour for the dreamers, I go bare, able to know my passions and my wrong to the last knowledge, best of all to dare without defiance, clad in self and strong. Let new loves heal old wounds and swiftly pass. I will not bind my ready heart with brass. Of a romantic. And do I think the chanting words out loud will take away the pain inside my chest? Not songs, not gestures, moments mad nor proud, but simple weariness will bring me rest. Though I could make the sky my altar cloth, could weave my reddest dreams to whitest stars, Though gods might be my candles, still beneath my eager skin, my mind would know its scars. On earth or sky, weariness is ahead, and I am tired of finding weariness where long adventures glittered, and my bed is sick with music song may not express. Yet must I chant my heartbeat and my breath, stake its high mortal glamour against death. Godhead. I pity no man but the one who has another at his mercy, for to feel another tremble at your touch and heal his open wounded senses with your kiss, this is to know the final bitterness. A bitterness too poisoned to conceal, too poisonous to know and yet reveal, irrevocable dread and shamed distress. I think that no man may commit a sin except to lay the how of all his ways before another. Haunted are the days of Godhead, haunted, shadowy, and mad. And in a world whose molecules are men, it were a monstrous fear to think a god. Meeting after five years. What can I say to all these little schemes, fatuous tricks, and shabby worn-out lies who knew you, young and whole? I scanned your dreams. Are you so beaten that you must devise makeshifts to hide a failure from me? Friend, makeshifts an aimless casual could see. We once were poor together. In the end, is poverty your only gift for me? Are we now so alien you must play the acrobat? And smiling must you throw your prides like silly balls against our day and whimper in your smile until I go? And can I be so cruel, stiff, and true, break through and love you when my coat is new? The Ruthless Romantic the realists are not the ruthless ones, the men who plant potatoes in a field, who know what they must sow to have a yield to use for labor all their shining suns. 
but he who strives to plant thoughts in the ground and grow a rose tree from a crescent moon will hardly care if small dark blood was strewn behind his feet after the moon turned round. The man who grows potatoes guards her pain and finds her little glimmers wonderful. His healing eyes, his hushing hands are cool. They smell of berry leaves, the ground and rain. And how can gentlemen with stars to carry upon their necks love women whom they marry? Praise for Diana. No more the young Diana whom he knew with golden limbs on paradisal hills, laughing a little at the blood that spills down the white arrow that her fingers drew. But she would run from him to other skies, new hunting grounds that darkened in the south, then back with tired feet and eager mouth, and with his mounting heart the moon would rise. Where nights are counted as our minutes fall, he married her a thousand years ago. She waits for him with clustered children now, a faithful woman aging by a wall. The fleet, the proud Diana, she is dead. And does he bless the wifehood of his bed? Tragicomedy. How many men had Helen loved before young Paris led the passion away to Troy? And where Greek hills and warriors flame no more, how many were her knights of pilfered joy? And each time, as she broke her love's quick strength, as helpless as a river in its tide, did this man seem the god, the knave, the earth, whose might would leave her drained and satisfied? And did the splendid headlong queen not see she was more comic as each love had breath, and smile as all her blood learned tragedy, laugh as her glamoured bones were filled with death? Each year, the gorgon beauty deepening, ploughed by the bitterness of one more spring. where an autumn tree. Dark mountain where an autumn tree is burning, frenzy of leaves clear in the mountain wind. This was her torch of truth, leaves crackling, turning the thousand shades of flame where light goes blind. Who could expect such blown truths to be steady, her truth of person, lover, or of wife? So many people in her one dark body frustrated to a single paltry life. In inadventure could she be ungenerous, and could she stunt her stars and still her foams? She must, all rebels, splendid and soul-numerous, at last build doors before the woods for homes. After the cloven sea where thunder calls, freedom begins within her wooden walls. Undedicated Sonnet And now that I am humble, who was proud, and know myself not strong nor beautiful, like a great forest which a storm has plowed in spring when trees were green and buds grown full, how shall I meet them, how meet whom I love, and how meet them I wounded with such skill in days when I had bloom and shade to give, and bees and lions answered to my will? Her cloak of trees and flowers split and torn, nude to the sun the forest has no fear, Calm though the hills and rivers know her ruin, she stands and muses pine trees for next year. With men more cruel than a hill or sea, give me a broken forest's bravery. Peace, friend. 
No more can I convince myself of hatreds. My enemies have thorn trees in their breasts and thistled flesh and all my own small dreads. Not plumes, but thorn trees waving in their breasts. My enemies have hidden behind walls. In rooms like me, puzzled, they suffer pain. Houses like shields and streets where moonlight falls. Houses and rooms, my enemies and mine. I grieve that I have lost that old, dark friend, hatred. He gave direction to my eyes, point to my tongue, my soul a golden fiend, plumed breasts of thunder to my enemies. Now only houses in the weary streets where men may hide the thorn trees of their hearts. The End